from the neighborhood. Is This Tomorrow is a webcomic that brings you a weekly take on current events from the Zorro TV network and their various hosts and commentators. Is This Tomorrow is in full color and never has any paywalls or advertising. In celebration of their favorite holiday, the creators of Is This Tomorrow have created a special section on their horror and Halloween-related comic strips. Simply go to isthistomorrow.com and look below the logo for the black banner link to our Halloween horror section. There you will find more absurdist humor, along with some truly disturbing horror stories, all with a darker theme. So grab your favorite laptop or tablet, turn out the lights, and delve into the darker side of sequential storytelling at isthistomorrow.com. And now you're walking, just like a ten foot tall. Five, four, three, go ahead. Once again, it's our monthly episode. We're doing it live at Laser Wolf. Let's hear everyone outside. Hey, they're outside. I'm not thinking of we do, if, For those of you who don't know, if you picture it, we're actually in like a storefront where we do it, and the people sit outside and they're looking in at us. So it's, it's all either we're prisoners or they're prisoners. Exactly. One or the other. Well, yeah. We, the, we, this is kind of like the zoo, and we are the animals that are being. Um, there you go. Did you say my name already? I'm speaking. No, I did not. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And uh, tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, well, his... a guest. <laughs> no, he's special. Super special. I believe I'm Mark special. is special. This is Mr. Mark Dubin, everyone. Let's hear it for Mark Dubin. Yes. yes. Hello, hello. Singer, songwriter. He's uh, currently with Mark Dubin and the Honest Liars. Also yes. uh, had a band called Los Diablos, played in the Johnsons. I've known him 20 years. A lot longer than More that. More than 20, yeah. It's already 2018. That's I right. knew you in the That's 90s, right. so we're right. almost going for like 30. So tell us, Mark. Tell us what, what, yes. makes, you, what makes you special. I feel <laughs> good about myself. I feel good about others, although I am uh, not unwilling to point out your own character defects. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks. And now, I must say, I know anyone who knows Mark is shocked, first of all, that we're not doing a, a song uh, <laughs> record by uh, Soul Asylum, because Mark, for some reason, Mark's obsessed with Soul Asylum. I was shocked that you didn't pick the uh, Breakfast Club soundtrack. Ooh. Because that, I feel Dude, like... Amazing. There's nothing really wrong with that's that. That's your but life. But it would what be an odd choice for... What record did you pick, Mark? I picked uh, the New York Dolls, Too Much Too Soon. Oh, and perfect timing. The train comes the train, by the as bright he line coming New York by. Dolls, Too Much too, <laughs> too Soon. Now, this was their second record. Now, what made you... So, tell me... I, I already know. I, I know, actually, that you're a huge New York yeah. Dolls fan since yeah, yeah, I've yeah. known you. And yeah. I even... I don't know if you remember this. I have a, a little anecdote... Um, in the, sometime in the 90s, there was this club, Squeeze, and they used to have these tribute nights. And they had a Sex Pistols tribute night, uh, and where local bands would play covers. of, and, and, you know, everyone would do two or three Sex Pistols songs. Oh, my God. Mark and his <laughs> band played, and they did all New York Dolls songs. There you go. They yeah. did. There's a reason yeah. for that. In protest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Except... Except there's a I tie remember in that now. There. Oh, there's absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, but of course, uh, yeah. uh, going against the rules, flouting the rules. Oh, That's I Mark Dubin. I don't your, care. Your life doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so when did you? All right. So the New York Dolls formed in 19. Uh, 
1971. You were a baby. So when did you actually? I was two get years it? old okay. in 1974 okay. when this record came out. When this out. record okay. came out. Okay. So when did you actually uh, hear them first? Uh, so the uh, like like a small backstory on it. You know, I grew up in uh, in a household that had a big vinyl collection. But my parents really weren't like vinyl flooring. Vinyl flooring. They were. Uh, they did a lot of construction. There was a lot of construction in my house all the time. They had a. They had a big vinyl, and, and they didn't have any, uh, any any like heavy records. You know, like the hardest thing they ever had was like uh, Deep Purple because of smoke on the water. Well, that's pretty heavy though. <laughs> but that's that was, was only that, that was the, the song. Of the line. That, was, that was like my parents you weren't allowed to listen to the highways. Yeah. In my there was house, no Sabbath or, or Judas Priest or anything like that. Okay. Anyway, uh, when we moved to Florida, my brother was uh, uh, destroyed. My older brother was in high school, and, and he got destroyed from moving to Chicago. So my parents got us uh, MTV, like subscription to MTV. Oh, okay. That was back when you had to get like specific you had, things. Yeah, you, right. you totally had to. And then uh, as a special, uh, 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 like, a, like a big gift, they put it in simulcast. On the radio, remember you could do that. You could subscribe no, to I MTV. Do not remember that. It was like 4K <laughs> for the radio. Wow. You know? Does anyone remember that? You don't remember having <laughs> no. MTV on simulcast? Like like he does not remember that. <laughs> it was amazing. Okay. Was <laughs> All right. So, so what year was? So, so this any, had to so, be like so, yeah. 80, early 80s. So it was like 82, 83, and. Uh, MTV used to have those like Rockin' New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. JJ Jackson. David Johansson <laughs> did like the first episode of it. He like did the first New Year's Eve. Oh, was he, uh, and it was, no, no, it was like a solo gig. Oh, okay, okay. And I think it was like, what was he, like Frenchette or something, right? That was oh, like a that's song. a great song. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. And he, and did, he um, did a version of... Funky But uh, Cheek and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A, yeah that's but he had a, a version of um, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Right. Yeah, 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 that's Dude, right. it was out of control. Okay. So that's... Uh, so you said, this guy, I have to I know more about, I got to know more about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and, and then that was it. And then a friend, I think a friend of mine had like made me a mixtape, and the dolls were like predominant on that. And I just I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Was yeah, because listening to uh, listening to this, and I also I listened to the first record again, and listened to this record. And the thing about the New York Dolls is they were so rock and roll. I mean, yeah. they were authentic right, right, rock. Right. That's why when um, Johnny Thunders went over to England, they all lost their minds because he was right. like the real. They could tell already he was like the real deal. Well, you, you know, know? If, you, if you listen to them, they're they're not they're not heavy. And they're not, they're just tough. You know, like you yeah. listen to their songs and their riffs and the way that they're attacking things. And it's just, it's tough, man. You know, It like is. Just, and it, just... So the first record uh, Todd Rundgren produced, and he, say, he said himself that he barely even t- touched it because they know, no one, like, he, he just couldn't. I, they seem to me like a band that really couldn't be produced that much. We can't be tame. Yeah, they, <laughs> right. But I think really, I think it's true for them. And they were so... Hey, Johnny, you played your part wrong. <laughs> All right, so here was this band in New York in the 70s that were very influential. Uh, they say... Uh, they, some of the bands, they say, were influ- directly influenced by them were the Sex Pistols, Kiss, the yep. Ramones, yep. Uh, Guns N' Roses, yep. the Smiths, Check. because uh, Marcy was a huge... Yeah. Uh, he sure. was like a, the president of their fan club or there something. There we go. Yeah. Now the fan club president <laughs> makes the, the show. The, right, the right. documentary. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he also he, he was involved with getting with the them reunion. back together, reunion yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. 
So we, yeah, we talked about this. Uh, Mick Jones of the Clash was That's the right. president of the Matahupal Bank. That's right. And 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 um, I said there's a parallel because Matahupal in England was this band that all these other bands loved and everything, but never it didn't didn't get that commercial. Oh, except one thing, New York Dolls didn't have a David Bowie write a song That's for them, right. <laughs> like Mod Mod had. So maybe right. they would have. But yeah, so this so this record, the second record, they really they, they like wanted the record company wanted to. They said, you know, here's this band that everyone loves, but why right. can't why aren't they pop? Why aren't they played on the radio? So they tried again with this record, but when you listen to it, you could just tell that, like Barry, like you said, you were making a joke that it can't be tamed, but that's what <laughs> that's it true. sounds like. Right. Every Almost every song in this record sounds like it's going to careen off the rails right. at any moment. Yes. But it's compared to the first record, like that. that oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. I loved, it was like the production value and the set, like everything about this record is superb. And to me, when I listen to... <laughs> I get to you. Right. Because everything... I, I listen to this record a lot. Everything isn't superb. But I think it's amazing. There's, there some, is ama- there's amazing parts well, in it. But yeah. some part... I don't... Barry, I don't know. I, I know you're into production. Don't you listen to it sometimes and it sounds like no one even produced well, this? Well, it sounds like somebody... They recorded it and then it was like, okay, we got to sweeten this up. So let's get 18 girls <laughs> <laughs> in here. You remember that meatloaf? Was this before or after meatloaf? That was before. Before. This okay. was before everything. Okay. But are you <laughs> sure? No, it was. Yeah. 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 Before about out of hell? It was. Definitely. Yeah. Because there's that, that that massive, I guess it's Phil Spector-ish, but it's background. We have Shadow Morton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, right. He so that's that. they got But even if you listen to the first record, like if, you, if you're digging the dolls, you know, this record, I mean, in my house, we listen to a lot of Motown. And so there was something really sweet about those backup vocals and oh, poppy, yeah, yeah, sure. and you know that seemed to fit really well into what David Johansson's voice was like. That it super, did, like, except thick that New York. It, 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 except it almost begs for a slicker musical production too. So you've got yeah. this rough, raw, and then you got all of a sudden. Oh, you know, and, so, and then uh, a guitar. Sometimes the guitars come in and they're like super loud and like very loud. And but, very, it's, but it's awesome. It see, is to awesome. me, I, I think that, that, that I did, that's the roughness of it. I mean, of course. and oh, yeah. that was the that was the you know like I know that everybody says they're like proto punk, but there was a lot of stuff going on at the time. I mean, you still had the Velvet Underground, you had the Stooges, right? You had right. Cooper. So there was a lot of bands that were doing underground kind of stuff at the time right. that, that the yeah. dolls weren't some sort of like massively groundbreaking thing but yeah, they had that juxtaposition they're a little different though they're, right. they had that juxtaposition oh yeah like, yeah definitely where the like, you know the Velvets and, and, and the um, MC5 and you know the Stooges, Stooges there's a there's a hard edge in there and the, the dolls heavy, don't, yeah. don't really have that theirs is more of a is more of a um, streetwise but good-natured, at least presented as good-natured, there's not that sort of undercurrent of, like, imminent violence that you get with you know, the MC5 or the Stooges, which was actual violence with the right, Stooges. Right, right, right. It's more trashy. Well, yeah, when, you know, when I was talking to a friend of mine about this coming up, you know, and I, was, and I, and I said, you know, the, the, the Velvet Underground reminded me of, like, people that weren't going to like you if they thought you weren't cool. <laughs> and the, and the now, Stooges... That's practically every, everyone I'm friends with here. for you <laughs> that having some personal experience of it, right. you can take off the word if they thought you weren't cool. Right. They're not going to like you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the Stooges and the MC5 seem like if they thought you weren't cool, they were just going to beat you up. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and well, the they dolls, would steal your, you know, they steal your drugs. They steal your, yeah, they steal your shit. So the dolls, to me, represented that thing of like, 
they didn't care if you were cool. You you were just oh you were cool. You right, know, like like right. if you were an outcast and you were a misfit. Yeah. Oh yeah, you yeah, belonged well, with lot. the dogs. Yeah, this record you know? is a lot about sure. uh, misfits a- and outcasts. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's why a young Mark Dubin. So how old are we talking? Like how old were you when you really started digging into their thirteen? Thirteen. Oh, well, that's, that's you, like you know that's you know that was why you know when people talk to me about influences, talk to me about that. You know, like the way that you know musically now is different uh, there's no remin- there's nothing uh, about the dolls today that I represent you know like I'm not glam rock I'm not all that yeah. but <laughs> every time somebody asks me to talk about a band it's oh, you know the first band that comes it's to always mind New York is dolls. the dolls right. because right. they were to me that record changed the trajectory they were the first big band in my life awesome and that's what we're talking about that's yes. right all right, so real quick about the band. The original drummer, Billy uh, Mercia. How is that Mercia. Mercia, okay. He died in 1972. I just got to read real quick. <laughs> it's not funny. It's sad. It's terrible. Well, he, he, your voice, he the tragedy is, the, is <laughs> dripping from uh, your... He was at I'm a, sad. It's just, it's, uh, he was at a party where he passed out from an accidental overdose. He was put in a bathtub and force-fed coffee in an attempt to rejuvenate him. Because uh, that's what you do when someone passes out. You give them tons of coffee to attempt to rejuvenate him. Unfortunately, it's like it shit somebody in, saw in a movie. It's like, put him in the bathtub. <laughs> it get the coffee. In, Where's Al Pacino? We got to get Yeah, him. right, yeah. Asphyxiation, and he was found dead in the morning uh, at 1972 at the age of 21. 21, dude. So they auditioned. Which found dead in the morning means, you know what? They gave him the coffee, and then they just <laughs> they left, left. No, sitting they in the bathtub. They, they left. shit to do. He they left. left. <laughs> oh, God. They left. It's horrible. All right, so they auditioned drummers. They auditioned Mark Bell. Who went yeah. on to play with um, uh, yeah. Richard Hell and the Voidoids and eventually changed his name to Marky Ramone. That's right. Ramone. I did not know that. They auditioned he also Mark was Bell, in a band also... called Dust, believe it or oh, not. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're awesome really? band, actually. Yeah, yeah, right. You should yep. definitely look them up. All right, and they also auditioned Peter uh, Chris Kuola. Uh, Peter Chris. Does that sound familiar? Peter Chris auditioned. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. wow, wow, wow. And, uh, and they ended up selling on uh, Jerry Nolan is the drummer they got. All right. Uh, Love real, that dude. Uh, speaking of Kiss... How much? All right, this album cover, this this record came out in 1974. Kiss uh, Alive came out in 1975. Look at it; it's a total ripoff because rip it's off. like you can tell yeah. they're not really playing live, right. yeah. <laughs> especially um, uh, Johnny Thunders is holding a, a, a doll, like playing yeah, yeah, right. with yeah, a doll. Yeah. But the Kiss Alive is like a total copy yeah. of this. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, next yeah. Year. yeah. And, and see, that's the thing. I was a big when I was, was younger. Just, just I was a, a Kiss tribute. fan. I, I love was Kiss. Just, I wasn't you, a Kiss fan. Just a tribute because they were Gene. a pale. They were a pale imitation of the real deal, which was New York Dolls. See, I got into when I was into Kiss stuff. I I heard of the New York Dolls, but I was already, um, you know, I, I eventually I got into other all the punk bands. We were that, children. That they you have to forgive us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now when you listen, come to the light. When you listen, uh, not to shit all over Kiss. I'm, I'm not here to shit all over Kiss. Ladies you can't. And I'll save that for a later out. episode. I'm not here. But if you listen to an older Kiss record, it's details no, no, in it listening to a record it like this. Got it. It's just, yeah, it just doesn't have it. Um, all right, so they did get, so they got this producer. What, what was his name? The Twiddle Knobs. <laughs> what was his name, Mark? The producer? Shadow, Shadow Morton. Morton. Shadow yeah. Morton. Who was, a, who was best known for the... Shangri-Las. He did like a lot of girl right, group things, right, and he wrote right. uh, some uh, some famous songs and produced for the Shangri-Las. So of course they figured, well, let's get this guy. That's amazing. That's amazing. Never done a rock record. Eh, but but some of right. the girl stuff in here works, and some of it doesn't. But it's yeah. but it, it, but uh, he had a great quote about how it was in recording uh, with him. Um, Oh, they added, uh, yeah, he added like a lot of sound effects to the record yeah. and a lot of the backing vocals, and it all made it sound kitschy, very k- kind of kitschy and novelty ish a little for me. A, a little bit, yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, according to uh, <laughs> Mark's not going I'm not, for it. I'm, I'm not going for it at all. No, you're a true believer. There's nothing yeah, wrong with I am that. a true believer. All right. According to journalist Tony Pulitzer, truth. Morton would have been more productive on Too Much Too Soon had it not been for his alcoholism. And, oh no. And the lifestyles of the band members. Also, <laughs> bassist Arthur Kane was also, al- was if also they an alcoholic. All, always and fucked up. The Thunders, record would have been great. <laughs> and Thunders and and drummer Jerry Nolan, of course, had uh, heroin, uh, severe heroin. No. Uh, was that by that point what? already? Yeah. Johnny well, Thunders was a junkie already. Oh yeah, they were a junkie before, before the first record. I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, and a quick thing about Johnny Thunders. I don't know, Mark, if you listened to our the Kings of the Village Green Preservation Society. Yes, but I did. We, we established that he did get his name, or we, we just, yeah from that we song. said because they got a song cool. Johnny yeah. Thunders. He might disavow that. Or I, I learn beyond the grave. I have Get the a question for everyone. How how is it cool? Tom Petty, all right, the the Heartbreakers. Um, uh, yeah, right. Mm. He formed the Heartbreakers. Um, uh, Johnny Thunders did the Heartbreakers 1975. Tom Petty comes out in 1976 and calls his band the Heartbreakers. <laughs> how is that not fucked Jerk. up? Jerk. That's fucked up. Yeah. Right? Well, because you know some record company executive went well because see, that's the Petty guy. He's can make be us a money. star. <laughs> and the Johnny Thunders guy it's cost us money is. Like, yeah, like the guy that shows up at Thanksgiving and you don't know who he is. And it's like, oh, that's it, your cousin. <laughs> but it wasn't even like one Give of him them the turkey. was from England. You could say, oh, the Heartbreakers UK. Or the, they were both American bands yeah, yeah, called yeah. the Heartbreakers. And it's like, yeah. oh, the nerve. I don't care that he's dead and everything. I don't care. I'm, I like Tom I'm Petty, but Tom I don't Petty like him. Out. No, I'm calling him out no, on I'm that. Saying, right, yeah. That's bullshit. They both dead, bro. I'm going to call Gainesville right now, dude. <laughs> Budowski, Rob Budowski is going to hear this. He's going to be so he's mad. Heart attack because he likes both Johnny Thunders and he Tom turned, Petty. He just he turned it off. Well, he's going to have to figure out which one he's going to side with. That's what I'm going to say, <laughs> Rob. Um, okay, so how many times do you think you've listened to this record? A million. <laughs> you have, right? Yeah. I could picture Guaranteed. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just picture you, dude. When I when th- this this album, t- like you know, when guys like Chuck Livid and those cats were like buying comic books. Yeah, that was my comic. Book. That was your comic. The book. New York uh, Dolls were my superheroes. They were my comic books. The so they were actually like your kiss, which is actually a lot oh, cooler yeah, for yeah, someone yeah, your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. totally. And at 13, 14 years old, you know, like being a, a suburban Jewish uh, kid from Chicago. Listening to the dolls was like extraordinary. It was like another yeah, world. Another it was world. Like, yeah. Another dude, planet. Right? New yeah. York. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rob. No. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was comic books. I mean, prostitutes and heroin and junkies and the streets and getting arrested. It was like what? Roxane magazine. <laughs> Okay, so this record, so <laughs> the thing is, when they did the second record, they were going to put him with this producer, and the plan was they were going to write a bunch the of plan. new songs. Right, yeah, yeah. But it ended oh, up, they didn't, well. they didn't come up, this is another record, Barry, that's kind of like a mishmash, because they ended totally. up taking a bunch of, co- doing a bunch of covers, yeah. and then taking some demos, some demo yeah, yeah. songs that were earlier, and changing around a little and doing it for it. So, Where's uh, that cassette? Where's that cassette? Yeah. <laughs> From the practice. <laughs> Remember that one riff? Yeah. <laughs> And there's some great Dude, riffs. Sound, of, sound of rustling through a bag yeah. of things. Could you imagine? Yeah, could you imagine <laughs> the recording is. sessions? What was going no, on? No, I kidding. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing I read that was also funny. Uh, other guitar player, Sylvain Sylvain? Sylvain, 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 had written actually written a song called. You Too said much. that like a question. How did you not know Sylvain, Sylvain? I did, but I, I, I don't know. You don't like to say his name? No, I just don't. I'm the pronunciation. I'm, I know first. I'm bad. Sometimes I, I realize I've never heard something. I only read it and I pronounce it horribly wrong. <laughs> the Malapar. And as, as you will learn. You're not as old as as you get older, you start mispronouncing everyone's name. <laughs> and my mom does that to everyone. Yeah. The Merc. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, Merc. Anyway, Sylvain Spain 
actually wrote Murph. a song for the record called Too Much Too Soon, Murph but Lubin. no one, they weren't interested. They basically wanted only the songs that uh, Johansson and Johnny Thunders wrote, and Sylvain Sylvain could, uh, he said, he no, right. that's and okay. He was, yeah, he it. was like, wasn't he pissed about it? He was that, Yeah, that he was, was like a thing where he but had he, But he went and had a couple of drinks, like 12 drinks, yeah. and he yeah. Yeah. And he actually, Because <laughs> he was an know, alcoholic. Right. Well... Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> really? Yeah. But he went on to Are play with Johansson, too, so he actually got his shit together. Sylvain so Sylvain yeah. was the only guy who actually had his shit together. Oh, really? Or he was the rich guy. I remember that. Like, he was, he was, <laughs> you, got, you need one of those. Yeah, he was like the rich guy. Okay, his so dad was like some designer. We didn't actually mention the whole band. We got also, we did mention David Johansson. We Ow! mentioned Sylvain Sylvain. Yeah. Drummer Jerry Nolan. Right. Johnny Thunders. Yeah. Thunder. And the bass player Arthur <laughs> Killer, Killer Kane. Which he was like, he was like this tall, he was tall dude, yeah, right? Yeah, he was like the, then, sort of the Mott the Hoople thing where they had the giant And he wore the, with the giant boots. The boots. <laughs> <laughs> he looked I th- like they had that song on the first record, Frankenstein. Like he was the Frankenstein. Yeah, when right. you see him on stage, Lurch. he just does not look anywhere near good in drag. No. <laughs> like at all. His wig was always the- like disheveled. He was like, <laughs> same thing with Mott's bass player. I th- yeah, he kind of yeah. They they, uh, they had a gig. There. Yeah. But who cares? It's a bass player. Yeah, whatever. We don't even like bass players. All right, so let's get into this goddamn record. Oh, and just I just want to say something right now. We had a. I'm just so happy that we don't have to plug Joey Maya's goddamn book anymore. <laughs> I love it. Dude, was, I think he it got some sales out of great, our show. Yeah, so he did, but he it did. just we don't have to plug. I was thinking, oh god, uh, do I have to plug Joey's book right. again? But it's like, no. You, we don't you have didn't to. write a book, did you, Mark? I don't have a book. Oh, Merv, I, Merv. I don't have any merchandise either to sell. Chris, okay. do you have some kind of beer book that you're plugging? Although I'll take anything? five bucks if anybody. Uh, and we're at uh, we're at the Laser Wolf. We're at Laser Wolf, and then we also have Invasive Species, and we're drinking. What what am I drinking? Me good. and Barry are drinking the Cherry Sour. He forgets. He forgets his own. Yeah, you're one shot at advertising. Chris skews. Ah, Chris, Chris skews younger, but he's but he's old. We so. do have a beer coming out November first. November first is what? Oh, right. sour pale ale, and what was the other one? Hazy, hazy, hazy IPA. IPA. Hazy. Uh, hazy. I, I have to. I have to make an admission that I, I kept trying to tag Laser Wolf, but I kept spelling it with a Z. Oh. How rookie, sucky is that? That's mistake. a rookie mistake, right? <laughs> I want to say Whatever. something right now. I just want to say I love doing this podcast. I enjoy it, but I look most forward to yeah, coming here the, yeah, and drinking the, drinking beer. <laughs> it is special. It's mostly what I look forward it's, to. It's, it's, but I do it's, love it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so the first song in this record is called Babylon. Babylon. And uh, this is this is a David Johansson, Johnny Thunder song. And um, this sort of celebrates like the whole uh, their scene and the... Definitely. The debauchery of it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Babylon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is... Uh... This is not about the actual uh, ancient city. <laughs> or the, the Tower of Babel? No. That's right, no. So. Yeah, no. This was, uh, this is, this is, I mean, from the beginning of the song, you know, the whistle and the come on, boy. Yes. I mean, that to When me I woke just... up this morning, boys, I was gone. My <laughs> girlfriend asked me, where, where do I come from? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a 60s thing. I was gone. Right. Uh, put my face up in the mirror just to check my wares. <laughs> First thing I know, I got to get out of here. Jansen's good with the he's good with the uh, cheeky turn of phrase. For oh sure. yeah, he yeah. really is, and he's good right. for a singer. What I really noticed, really like digging in and listening to this, is even though he's limited, obviously he has a very limited range and everything. Yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, but he's a great rock and roll Dude. singer, though, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Just you like know, Lawrence he just draws you in. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah. So you. So so now, which record? Now you you said someone gave you it. So which record did you actually buy? Do you remember? Did you get the this first one? one? Oh, you did. This is your yeah, first yeah. one. This is, so this that's is, why this is, this is like that. Well, yeah. This is this is. I I can't, you know like I said. I mean, growing did you just up, just lay in your bed staring at the cover oh, and listening dude, to it with the headphones. Dude. It was a com- <laughs> like I said, man. It was the comic book. It was amazing. And then when this song starts. To me, it, it was like an explosion. Yeah, you know? and the and the and the and the beat and the rhythm and and the guitar riff of like you know I call it kind of like uh, the backwards thing where it's like you know if you w- when you listen to the riffs it's almost like uh, somebody stumbling through a room drunk. Yes, you yeah. know it's like dun dun bam 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 you know somebody just you know and I've you, you know been there a few times. <laughs> but that's the that's the sound. It's like the controlled chaos that you can't right. you, you can't fake a sound like that. No. That's the thing. Yeah, no. and that's what I think. Shadow Morton brought out, you know, I know everybody says, well, you know, you can't, you know, polish up a piece of shit and all that, you know, but the gig was that, you know, he cleaned it up and it just became more powerful to me. Yeah. Those yeah. riffs it stuck is very, out more. Right, it is. Oh, yeah. Well, sit, sometimes, yeah. Well, we'll get, as we get through the record, yeah, there's also. All right, yeah, Johansson says, uh, you know, you can hit me if you want, but this from Wikipedia. Um, the song is about people who live in Babylon, Long Island, New York, who go into the city every night dressed to kill. These people have to get home before sunup, you know, like vampires that don't get caught by the sun. Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so. That's so. David Johansson. That is. That's, yeah, so yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, he's like a All poor right, man. So the Lou second Reed. song already, we got the first. Um, um, we got the first cover on the record. The second song, "Stranded in the Jungle," which is a weird song to cover. Such a band an amazing like tune, man. It is, but it's they're so yeah, good, dude. It, it is, and the um, the original's pretty hip too. Yeah, it's it was originally song. recorded in 1956 by the American duo. Group the Jayhawks, and uh, the most well-known version was probably in, uh, was by the Cadets, which came out. Yeah, okay, all right. Did not so realize the there was a predecessor. Yeah, yeah, it's, but the Cadets version is great. It is. That's the one. Yeah, that most everyone's probably heard besides this one, and it's actually and it's a song now it almost feels vaguely. Listen, totally, it's a little 100. percent I was listening to it too. Yes, it's like, it's like wow. those cartoons they can't show anymore. Yes, Tom like and Jerry. Standard. No, like uh, uh, Tom and Jerry's racist. Little like Sambo. But uh, can, do you, are you allowed to say that? Can we say that? We can say anything. on You this cannot podcast. say that. Barry can. Uh, Barry can always. Uh, Sambo. There was Sambo. Don't say that. I remember growing up going to awful. Sambo's restaurant. There was Sambo's down there. Yes, yeah. I used to eat there with my parents. Yeah. And it's the only place they let Sambo's around was in the south. Depicting the famous scene right. of him chase, being chased. Yeah, I don't think no there was Sambos any Sambos in New York that right, burned that place down. We're saying it too much now. Stop the He was the one that started it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so I feel like this song was the uh, the precursor to the, the, the uh, character he eventually had, a Buster Poindexter. Yeah, really, He really sells the whole, this one... Um, uh, he he sells the whole thing, you know, just the whole uh, the whole vibe. The, the, of the song. Right, his character is the guy that's gonna be eaten yeah, by yeah. the cannibals, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was actually more liable to be eaten by cannibals in like the South Pacific, but you know, splitting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we come up to song number three, which is another original, and it is "Who Are the Mystery Girls?" And who who are the Mystery Girls? I don't know, but I want to meet them. I know, I don't know either. I was trying to figure but, it out. Seriously, do you want to meet them? Oh yeah, hang out. Yeah, yeah definitely, hundred percent. Maybe they're not even really girls. Is that one of the toughest riffs, though? Yeah, How yeah. Be, oh, dude, that gets hard. This, this is a song that's all about the riff and uh, delivery. There's not if, yeah. you, if you break it yeah, down, there's not much not, of a not, song not, no, there, right, really. Right, 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 but no. it's just got some great. Wait, well, you know, it's funny because it's I, I, I was listening to uh, some of the earlier podcasts. I love the podcast, and uh, 
you, you know, like I was trying to listen to it in, a, in like an intellectual. I was like listening to the dolls intellectually, oh, and it wasn't working. Heart. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, it wasn't well, working. Like I was trying to be like, no. oh, like, like let's take a look some, and figure yeah. it out. Well, some records obviously going to lend themselves to that a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, but this is yeah. one that that will still stand up. Like me and Barry have talked about. There's some records that we just can't do because there's right, nothing. Right, right. ACDC, like as much as we love ACDC, right, what are you going to do an ACDC record? You know, he's back. What are you going to talk about? In black. Yeah, yeah, and it's What's still the next great, verse? but what are you going to talk about? He's back. What is he, a hurricane? In black. I think he's a hurricane. Yeah. Or something. Well, a power right, train. So we've established it's, it's just a great sounding song, but we really don't know who the Mystery Girls are. But we get, song number four, we got another cover, and this one is There's Gonna Be a Showdown. Yeah. Oh my God, and such a is, good song. Yeah, this is a song from 1969, and yep. it, was, it was actually, the album was also called There's Gonna Be a Showdown, and yeah. it was by an American funk band called Archie Bell and the Drells. Yeah, and, but the funny thing Archie about- Archie Bell. And the, the Drells. The song is, the original <laughs> doesn't read like it's from 1969, though. Because you put it on, and it's got more of an early 60s feel oh, to right, it. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one thing I gotta say in defense of um, Archie. Archie Bell is that the chords that they played were a lot more complex than the chords the dolls played. So if you look at oh, the original, they dumped it down like, a little bit. Yeah. You're just original, like, ooh, this guy like a, like a jazzy feel. Right. It's cool. And you put on the dolls, it's like, yeah, that's Are you a, saying that Johnny Thunders couldn't play a C they augmented they seven minor? Figure it. Yeah, they could figure it out. <laughs> Again, another great. Uh, Shout out Morgan sitting in the studio for like six hours going, nah, try a different chord. Okay, let's just go to A, G, and B. Put your pinky on the third fret. Yeah. All right, right, real quick. We're almost at the halfway point. We're going to take a break real quick. But real quick, one thing in this song that I have to point out because I just thought it was hysterical. There's one point where he goes, give me one, uh, give me one, Jerry. And it's like he does sort of one. And then he goes, give me two. And he goes, bump, bump. And then give me three. Now you know you sh- he should have went. Bump, 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 bump. But he didn't. He didn't make it. And then he just went... But it up like three quick snare shots and it didn't fit. It doesn't Because work. he doesn't care. Yeah. Jerry Nolan did not care. Yes. Your dumb math won't matter to me. I love it. It was my favorite thing. It's like, oh my it's god, crazy. that's so awesome. I get more of a in my idea picture of Jerry going. What? Yeah, yeah, just sneaking in, but it up like three quick snare what shots because he didn't do yeah. three. Oh shit! James Brown would have like stopped it oh. and find them all, but it's like they're like, yeah, no, that's, that's right. good. All right, so let's. Uh, this is a good point. We're halfway point. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna refill our beers. We're here live at Laser Wolf. Woo! Everyone, let me hear you at Laser Wolf. Woo! They're out there. They're out there. All right, we'll see you guys in a minute. Is This Tomorrow is a webcomic that brings you a weekly take on current events from the Zorro TV network and their various hosts and commentators. Is This Tomorrow is in full color and never has any paywalls or advertising. In celebration of their favorite holiday, the creators of Is This Tomorrow have created a special section on their horror and Halloween-related comic strips. Simply go to isthistomorrow.com and look below the logo for the black banner link to our Halloween horror section. There you will find more absurdist humor along with some truly disturbing horror stories all with a darker theme. So grab your favorite laptop or tablet, turn out the lights, and delve into the darker side of sequential storytelling at isthistomorrow.com. Alright. <laughs> View recording. The recording device has begun working again. All right, are we back? Is everybody can yes. hear us out there? Tom? Yes. What are you saying yes? This isn't your podcast. You don't know that we're back. Is this thing on? <laughs> Check one, two. All right, we're back. Uh, we're here. This is That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Belba. And we're at Laser Wolf. Let's hear it for Laser Wolf, everyone. On People Progresso outside, Drive they're all talking Fort among Lauderdale. themselves. On the, not even paying attention. 
Oh, good. Look, Chris is going doing He's a live chat. A- Let's hear it, everyone, for Laser Wolf. <laughs> All right, we're talking to Mark Dubin about his favorite, one of his, probably one of your favorite records ever by one of your favorite bands yes. ever, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, what's it called again? I forget. <laughs> too much too soon. <laughs> by the New York Dow. And we should, uh, yeah, we, you know, what we haven't discussed is the fact that the, the uh, huge, well, I guess we touched on it, but the Sex Pistols, I mean, if you, the vocabulary musically of the Sex Pistols is basically ripped from the first, the Dolls record. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I like the, the guitar sound, the way that everything's played. Yeah, yeah. It's their New York Dolls records with right. Johnny Light. And they shared the same manager for a while, which Malcolm McLaren, oh, he, he did such a horrible job <laughs> managing that. Red patent yeah. leather. Boy, yeah. And he said, be like communist. <laughs> and you sent him down to Florida to play. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and they did wrong. They had the whole stage set up. They had the communist flags and they all wore leather. And, they didn't, and, it and like, it's like, this poor guy they didn't know well maybe maybe knows what he's talking about they didn't even know where Russia was yeah Yeah, it was like what I don't care whatever oh he was such an idiot they were like um all right, so we're up to song number five. This is the last song. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna interject. Yes, the Sex Pistols song "New York" is about the New York Dolls. Oh, really? I never knew that. Yes, it is, and it's about their heroin problems. Wow, uh, pot kettle wasn't Sid Vicious in uh, the Sex Pistols? Yeah, but uh, this was—I think it was a—it was they were—it was Leiden's disappointment in this band that he was, uh, you know. Well, yeah, but Johnny Thunder's on his solo album "So Alone." He, he had an—he had like an answer back song. Oh, did he really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it called? It was called "London Boys." Oh, oh yes, that's right. That that's was, right. That was, uh, oh, Johnny. That was the original rap battle. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, speaking of Johnny Thunder, that you know, during the break, I was talking. My fave. To, I was talking to uh, Tom Stankus about our, our, our uh, good he friend, says Mr. That Tom Stankus. Yes. He and he, you and he have had some some words about maybe. about maybe Johnny Thunder's being a little overrated. <laughs> and Are we gonna, said, seriously? Is that going to happen right now? He said that would trigger you. Okay, so you wait for the second half to bring that up. That's no, cool. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. an argument that can be made. Because there's no argument. He, no, there is oh, because no the thing argument. is as. What Johnny Thunders had was he had he had heart. He had a rock and roll heart. He had but an attitude, he had swagger, a heart, an attitude and swagger. Right, yeah. much like uh, Keith Richards and everything. He had this and swagger. a distinct taste for opioids but that de- debilitated well, him as the years went on. But 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 from uh, a lot as of stuff I've read, by some live videos that you just go, oh my god. Right, but but also what I've read and in some of the documentaries that I've seen. He actually, there, there were, there were a lot of times where he played that up. Like he knew oh, that that okay, was his okay. thing. Right. There were times that backstage they would be talking to him and he'd be totally like legit. And then he would get on stage, right. and you would think he was uh, like on thirty gallons of heroin. But uh, what's the ah? Eventually, because eventually convincing. he wasn't playing it up. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah, there's some later yeah, videos where you're like. I would, right. if I Mark, had paid to see this, I would be what? very disappointed. Mark, don't, don't, I, don't burst Mark's You're making me itch. Fine. You're making me itch right now. <laughs> Blame it. it on Stankus. Right. Anxiety. So we get, we never would have said anything if that Tom Stankus it's hadn't brought it up. It's that damn Tom Stankus. He's so mean. He All right, the last song on side one is called It's Too Late, and it's another uh, Johansson Thunders. And this is, actually, uh, this is actually an older, I think this is an older one. Yeah, yeah, it was from, from the a, first record. Yeah, and they kind of re, redid it. But this has got a great opening. It's got that sort of false opening that's got a harmonica now do you know who's playing the harmonica because david johansson is it david johansson oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so it's credit on the he's record kind of a, he's a jagger-esque character yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and there's some yeah this has got that great uh sort of false uh, opening and then it goes into this great riff this that's great a, and that's riff. speaking of the sex pistols 
that you you could hear that riff on Nevermind the Bulldogs. You know what I mean? Like yes. that, uh, absolutely. you know, yeah. driving yeah, stuff. There's like it's, it's, it's definitely the template for the Sex Pistols music. Okay, and this song has one of my favorite uh, couplets out of all. Uh, David Dave Jansen had couplet. to write this. Yeah, the yeah, couplet right. that of any like Miracle song. Got the invitation to that 70s expose, but how's she ever going to love you when she can't parlay boo your français? <laughs> is that, how amazing is that? How great is that? Uh, and at 13, I was like, yeah, she can't parlay boo my <laughs> français. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, man. I know, I love I don't even think I still know what that means. The way he says it with that New York, this stupid New York accent, it's too, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm, from New, I'm from New York, I'm allowed to say that. No. Right? Yes, I can. All right, so side two has my favorite. This is actually my all-time favorite New York Dolls song. I put some boots. Yeah, it is. Uh, this one, this is the one that got stuck in my head. This song gets stuck in you. It's an earworm. This yeah, song is so goddamn is. catchy. And, and the thing is, I wonder, you know, I was trying to find out if it's about a, a specific person. Because you think it's about maybe a... Okay, uh, a, a, a transvestite. Right, I'm ready. Tra- oh, okay. You got it, guys. Because, by the way, if you try and Google Puss in Boots, you find a it's lot of with, comic with, book, comic you know, Puss in and you find pornography. Write it down. No. Write it down. But Wikipedia brings the good. Oh, I stopped. Lies. Puss in Boots was titled after an illustrated podo-erotic magazine sold in adult bookstores. Johansson said this song was about shoe fetishism, or as Arthur Kane observed, it's about the wolfers in relation relationship with the wolfie. So uh, okay. its lyrics depicted advers- adversities faced by the protagon- protagonist Little Rhinestone Target as he tried to change his name in pursuit of his shoe fetish before the music ended with a gunshot. A sound effect... A sound effect inspired by the Olympics 1958 song Western Movies. Wow. <laughs> so you found Ooh. it. You found it. Yeah, it is it, there. it's great though because it's just foot fetish. Yeah, but it's also just about someone that because he's sort of going out. It's it's like he was saying before that uh, uh, the, um, Captain Beefheart would go to parties and steal shoes. He <laughs> but, stole one of Fred Astaire's shoes. <laughs> but what David Johansson was saying about uh, Babylon, it's about living in the suburbs and about going out, dressing up, oh, and yeah. going out. And yeah, this guy's boots. wearing. He's like, what? He's wearing these giant boots that he's afraid yeah. he's gonna fall. You know, he's gonna yep. fall off them because they're so. And he's big. standing up for himself, and he's a misfit. He knows he is, and oh, then he you gets don't get shot. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And then he gets killed at the end of the song. I, yeah, sort of. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, so it's like championing him, but it's also acknowledging that it's he's probably going to get beat up. Stand up, dressing be like completely independent of anything that you think uh, you want to be, and then die. Yep, just like Puss in Boots. I hope you don't get shot for trying. You will. It's a great, Ooh. it's such a great song. All right, and now we got the second song on side two is the Johnny Thunder song. Shatterbox. And this is like, this was the first song, I guess, that Johnny Thunder sang. And this yeah. was sort of the blueprint for later Johnny Thunder yeah, and the Heartbreakers. Sure. And, uh, and it's, he's heavy, got it's it. the heaviest song on the record. It's definitely the most, like, straight out. Yeah. If you wanted a punk rock song on this record, Chatterbox is the yeah, punk rock song on this is. record. And he's got Johnny Thunder's head. Oh, and uh, that guitar Sid line. Did you ever hear dude. the Sid Vicious cover of oh, this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you, can't, you can't understand, understand a word yeah, he's saying. Yeah. But Sid Vicious, those guys idolized Johnny Thunder, so they did. Oh, yeah, those yeah. guys all did. When he went, I mean, he was. Of course. Yeah. Because, like I said, he was the real deal. In, in, uh, he was the real deal. In you a hear sea that, of poser, Yeah, in a sea of poser, <laughs> Tom. Tom. You can, Johnny, yeah. Johnny fucking Thunders was the real deal. You can see. Yeah, Johnny Thunders was way better than Buck Owens, brother. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no? All right, but as a lyricist. Too much? Too soon? As a lyricist, I will say Johnny Thunders is kind of limited. <laughs> 
I call no. you up. Don't give me no line. I'm coming in your house on the chatter line. Yeah. All dressed up. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> Seems like fun night on the telephone. <laughs> I, that's, that's, yeah. to, to me, that's a geek. I, yeah. I even remember being a kid going, I don't know if I could sing chatter line. <laughs> Out loud. Chatter Can I just say what something really What's going funny? On with the chatter line. Well, party There's... line. There was used to be, but for for you kids who don't remember, there used to be party lines where you could have multiple people. You don't remember party. You're not old enough to remember yeah, party yeah, lines. Sure. No, you're I not. Am. I do. Yeah, I do. Well, how do you remember party lines? Come on, man. Then, it was like uh, every 60? time, like no, in the infomercial, like at night, and they would come on, and the girl would be on the phone. No, that's right. nine seven six. About, that's was different. Yeah. What they're talking about was like you could get. You could get like people in a building would all share a phone. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know nothing. There'd be of this. one line. It's, it's, it's like Mayberry, saying, dude. Mabel, get off the phone. I need to call my husband. <laughs> That's like a Florida. It's because you grew up in Florida. You, 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 well, we're not highfalutin New Yorkers. Suck <laughs> yourself, there, Rob. <laughs> Whatever. I apologize. All right. Speaking of New Yorkers, oh, just one other Johnny Thunder's thing. There's a live. There's like a. I have a live. A boot, I don't know if it's a bootleg, but it's a thing of Johnny Thunder's. Like kind of later, and he's writing and he's singing. This is a new song that I just wrote up. He didn't say I wrote, that <laughs> yeah. I wrote up. He doesn't even know. Wrote up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you're shooting up for so long, obviously written up is, uh, you know, the only uh, thing you know. But, but, but he, he was lovable. I did, every, uh, everyone in that era, they all loved Johnny Thunder. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. He, he was loved, and uh, I remember... Um, in the book, uh, please kill me. There's a lot of uh, yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. who talks about him. I learned. I mean, I mean, you know, I he had was like taken, this tragic figure. Well, yeah. I had taken guitar lessons for like six months when I was a kid, and then ditched my guitar teacher and literally learned how to play from the New York Dolls, like Johnny Thunders. Like that's I stole every lick that I knew when I was like 14, 15 from this record. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Chatterbox. <laughs> I was stealing from the Nuge. I was on the chatter line. All right, so we get the third song is another cover. <laughs> the Nuge. Ba- yeah, it's Dude, true. Really? Yeah. It, oh, uh, my Barry's, God. No shame. There's no shame in Barry's game. That's right. Barry does not listen to Nugent anymore, though, I guarantee. <laughs> oh, well, okay, so we, you, you and I both believe that. Bill Howard's is still a big Ted Nugent fan, but... Uh, <laughs> He's got the new heart. Flag. Like Woody Allen says, the heart wants what the heart wants. So. <laughs> He's yeah. got the new. All right, flag. third song, another cover, "Bad Detective." And all I wrote on here Wait, is "Bad Detectives." Are good? Are you sure? Yes, yeah, by I knew Terry, this was gonna, yeah. Carrie St. Louis. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's a cover. I and an all issue. I wrote under this was "Bad Cover." I knew this was going to be an issue. <laughs> all right. I knew there was three covers. I didn't realize that the, that song was a cover. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, good. It's a freight train, so it's going to take like ten minutes. <laughs> Okay, so, all right, to me, when I think about Bad Detective, it reminds me of, like, you know, uh, when you're watching a movie or something, and there's, like, a room full of degenerates, and on the TV, there's, like, an old black and white film playing, Yeah, you know? To me, Bad Detective kind of encapsulates that vision of like... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what know, it's like, supposed to do. Right, like a bunch of junkies laying around in a room, and then on the TV is this really terrible black and white flick with uh, another kind of like weird, you know, like the Asian thing. They're not really, you know, it's kind of like stranded in the jungle a little bit. We were kind of like, <laughs> when he begins it, he starts singing in that Asian accent. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, right, right. Definitely. I don't know if that's yeah. cool to do. Definitely. It's it was the 70s. Things, yeah. It was the 70s. We've had that come time. up before. Right. It's a different time. Also, <laughs> yeah, I think on the uh, Angry Samoans record, we have that issue come well, up. I heard that, yeah, 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 yeah. Even more than that, yeah. All right, yeah. so we get number four song is also a cover. There were so many goddamn covers yeah. on this record. Don't Start Me Talking by uh, Sunny, Sunny Boy. Boy. 
Williamson. Wait a second. When Rod Stewart came out with his like cover record and stuff, nobody gives him this much shit. No, I'm not giving them shit. A little I'm, bit I'm, though. Just, I am a little. Except yeah, it's their a second bit. album, <laughs> and usually it's like, there's a lot of covers. Four covers, yeah. They picked. I mean, they picked unique covers. I will say that they definitely went uh, when uh, outside the box for a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, Sun- and the Sunny Boy original for you people who are not blues fans. Was a, it's a great, hilarious song, and gonna break up this signifying. He, what he means is, I'm, I'm, I'll, people need to stop gossiping because it's causing all kinds of trouble. So yeah, that's opening line. It's gonna go down the roses, stop at Fannie Mae. Gonna tell her what her boyfriend said. Don't start me to talking. I'll tell everything I know. And so he's, yeah. you know, he's like, and Sunny Boy was very, very clever lyricist. So they still, they they picked up and a great song. song Right up their alley. This could be a it song is, right. that, like David Johansson. But even on the too. stops, you know, like when when they're stopping in the verses, uh, you know, it's got like that delayed stop. It's not a very crisp, clean, like bam, yes. bam, bam. It's almost like delayed. Like everything's like, you know, it's, it's you can it's see so somebody cool. pointing in the studio and stop. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Well, the, I think it's the last song on the record. He, they counted in four, and then when it comes in, it's not in oh, the no, time. No, 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 it's the four yeah, they yeah, counted yeah. in. And I love that though. All right, this song "Don't Stop Me Talking" has the harmonic, more harmonic in it. Well, Sunny Boy's original also. And it's awesome. And at one point in the song, it sounds like two guitars, both guitars are soloing, and the harmonica soloing. Totally. Yeah. Time, and it's because awesome. again, right? They didn't care. It was they just kind care. of like we're gonna do what we're gonna do, and you can make it sound really super pretty and put your little sound effects in it, but. Uh, no, no, they're not, and uh, and it is awesome. This is a great. I thought some of the covers I think work better, and this one works. This one's really a good one. It is. And now we get number five song, and this is my second, probably my second favorite song uh, on the record. Um, and this is the uh, this is the last song on the record. Uh, Human being. Great. Right. Do you like I mean, this? This is like an epic because this oh, yeah, song's yeah, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. six minutes long, which is really long for well, a New York Dolls it, song. It's crazy because if if you take this song uh, with the entirety of their whole catalog up to that point, right? The two records, this was going to be like their last major label release at the point. Right. This is their last song. Yeah, yeah. On yeah, their yeah. last yeah. record. Yes. Yeah. And much, yes. it sums up everything. It's right? perfect. It does sum up. And there's some now. Who's playing now? Who's playing sax on this? Is it credited? I, have, yeah, I don't I know don't either. Know. Yeah. I will tell you for a fact. Uh, Sonny Rollins is definitely not playing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Sonny Rollins. Yeah, it's Bill, it's not Sonny Rollins yeah, on this Sonny song. Who I learned who Sonny Rollins is for two episodes ago. I learned who he is. Yeah, I know who he is now. Uh, apparently, yeah. He's, he's some big shit uh, <laughs> sax player. But this guy is not Sonny Rollins. But no. there, uh, but this song is like a really, uh, yeah, it's great because it's sort of, like, like you say, Mark, it sort of encapsulates the whole idea. Uh, well, he's saying, well, if you don't like it, go ahead. Find yourself a saint. Go ahead now. Try to find a boy who's gonna be what I ain't. <laughs> I love that man. Now what you need what is what are we gonna say at the end of a line? <laughs> now what you who need gonna is be what I ain't. A plastic doll with a fresh coat of paint. Who's gonna sit through the madness oh, I love that. and always act so quaint? I said yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I love this because it, it's like they're saying no matter how outrageous they are, we're gonna right. be ourselves. This is how we are. But and this you, is how we're gonna be. Even when they're saying that, though, you you know, like I said, I mean, you know, for me, uh, it was like part of that that click, right? Of saying it doesn't really matter how fucked up you are. 
it's going to be cool. Like you you're, belong, you're you okay. All belong. You, you're in, you yeah, belong. You're, right? no we're not going to throw you. Are, yeah, right. See, we're not going to throw you. Cool. And that's and as a young, yeah. weird, strange boy like you were, you you gravitated towards that. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Weird and strange boy. Well, you're not. Well, you're not strange. No, I was completely normal. I was absolutely on point. Where'd you go to high school? What do you mean? I don't want to talk Where'd about that graduate? right now. Where did you graduate? Where did you graduate? I went to like five different high schools. Uh, Stranahan, Stranahan uh, High. Because you were so right normal? Right around the corner. <laughs> it was awesome. Where did you That's graduate? Great. I got beat up. What? Did you graduate? Yes. I don't believe you got beat up. How'd you get beat up? You're a stocky kid. You couldn't. Oh, is yeah. that a fat joke? Rob, yeah. thanks a lot, man. I appreciate he that. He doesn't That's get really it. good. I'm, gonna, I'm with Mark on this one. He thanks, Barry. Yeah, yeah, you don't get the it. The Sears Husky, didn't you? That's what no, my mom because, had to buy you know, Husky. Let me I haven't heard that in a while. section in Sears. <laughs> didn't, the they Sears. Have, didn't they used to have a line of clothes Husky called that? Yes, that's what I used to get my job. That's ridiculous. I go, why do we have to go on Husky? Well, because you're a little Husky, Now, Barry, we have to go over to the Husky section. This is before my growth You didn't get beat up because you were kind of junky. <laughs> Thank you. So what did we do? We stranded in the jungle. Let's now go we're beat making up that fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I think it was more or less because I, I wore eyeliner. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so now was that a direct result of the New York uh, Dolls yeah, thing and everything? The New York Dolls ruined my life. Because I've seen some pictures of you and they're. So I what? Will say, say it, Rob. What's the word? They're what? What's what word can I say, Goth? Bill? About those pictures? No, no, like he had long Goth. hair, little. <laughs> no, we can't say that. That's very like not politically sort of a, correct. Maybe like a John, dude, Bill Howard is out there. I swear, when this is like done, John Howard, when long, this is done. Well, you had like he had a hat. He had long straight hair and a hat and eyeliner. Yeah, well, because I, you know, there was a decision to be made when I started playing music. But you, yeah, didn't, but but you didn't don't want to like play. Don't want to play backyards or don't want to play Metal Mondays at the Button South. And okay. I decided for the Metal Monday because <laughs> I wanted girls. All right. How'd that work out? Not was. good at all. <laughs> no, I'm in there. Well, we not say, good at all. No, it worked out great for you. You got. Beautiful daughter. You got three beautiful daughters. I do. He's a great dad. I do. And every, practically everyone is speaking to him again. Who wasn't speaking <laughs> to him, right? <laughs> Including law enforcement authorities. Which is, uh, again, not nice. Okay. I, <laughs> I will say, as much as we say there's not much talk about the lyrics, the ending of this is poignant. It's kind of poignant. It says, and if I'm acting like a king, well, that's because I'm a human being. I want too many things. Don't you know that I'm a human being? And if, I, and if I've got to dream, I said, well, I'm a human being. And when it gets a bit obscene, I'm a human being. That's what they're saying. We're, just, we're all human yeah, beings, yeah. Mark. That's it. That's right. Some of us wear eyeliner and, you know, and, and Some of us funny hats. wear husky jeans. It's cool, man. <laughs> Some of us have to shop at the husky. Some of us better because that's the clothes that fit. Some of us don't. That's right. <laughs> all right, but we're all human beings. And all right, that's it. That's the last song of the record. Yeah. We finished awesome. it. Uh, and I should say, much you know, for anybody who hasn't heard, like, Johansson went on to uh, solo career, but his first solo record after amazing. the Dolls is an amazing. It's really record. great. It is. It's one of the gr- lost great rock and roll yeah. records because you're gonna play it and be like, "How can I have never heard this yeah. before?" It's got right. Incredible. Sylvain Sylvain's on it. Yeah. Sylvain it. Sylvain's uh, solo record is amazing. Teenage it also News. is. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. So those t- those guys went on and then yeah. You know, and Johnny jo- Thunders, maybe find a best of Johnny Thunders and listen to that. That'll, <laughs> oh, that'll come on, be okay. don't LAMF. Dig, don't dig too deep. LAMF. That was a great record. It's solo. Was, those two solo great, records were, that's were amazing. Stop there. Yeah. Don't okay. stop. Don't ever stop. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you guys right, ever well, going to do you. Journey? Uh, I don't. You know what? If uh, Tony Land, if we ever have Tony, Tony Land as a guest, we may have to. But. 
no, no. Jeff Levins wants to know why Mark Dubin did not do a solo side. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. I did. Tell us now. What is your obsession with solo side? Dude, the first like twin tone, like those records. Like I'll give you the New York Dolls. When I saw. Soul Asylum. I'm not recording. On this like uh, <laughs> when I saw when I saw Soul Asylum. You know what? I didn't do Soul Asylum because I knew Tim <laughs> Moffat and and Chuck Livid were gonna make fun of me mercilessly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I picked anyway. something. Yeah, yeah right. I know. I'm That's done. This is, cool, this is it. This is it. This is it. All right. Well, thank you very much. You were a great guest, Mark. Absolutely. You are great, guest. great hosts. And what are we doing? What are we doing next week, Barry? We are doing. Big Star, number one record. Awesome. Which is, I listened to it yesterday because so I heard this Dolls record so many times. I was like, okay, I got the general I got, idea. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I know, it's great. It's awesome. We have to oh. move on. And once again, if she Some gets, she gets mentioned on, every episode. My wife is like, you know, I've sort of had the, the New York Dolls thing I've kind of done with. So, uh, you make, I can't believe you make, I never make, Elisa, do I make, you is that really true? Oh, I did, actually on the car here, on the drive yeah. here. I was so Big Star, it. number one record, and our guest is... Josh Clemens, uh, a Tallahassee uh, a person. Oh, another one of your Tallahassee yeah, crew. from from way back. <laughs> All right, so another stoner. He was stoner. in Singing Spoons, one of the greatest rock bands I ever saw live in a house in Tallahassee, Florida. They, they've got one incredible album called Resin Cabin. And then <laughs> I know this Tallahassee. I was very dramatic. Man. Oh my god! You I got to go to this place they call they're Tallahassee. Really no, so you don't. Josh you don't want was a <laughs> member of the Spoons. Now he lives in like Mississippi. No, and uh, he picked the Big Star record, and he's gonna he's gonna come on and on the telephone and chat with us. All right, all right. So once again, uh, Chris, open the door one time. We'll say goodbye to everyone once again. Thanks to Laser Wolf for our monthly Laser Wolf recording. I mentioned our Patreon. Thank is, you for uh, yeah. That record got me high. Come on, Patreon. people. Patreon.com slash TRGMH. Go to our Patreon, and if you go to uh, Society6 and search That Record Got Me High, you get, a uh, you get some shirts, get That Record Got Me High shirts, go to our website, thatrecordgotmehigh.com. Underwear. Yeah, everything. Uh, thanks Underwear. again, everyone. Thank you, Mark Dubin. Husky Jeans. Thank you for having me. Once again, that's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah.